0: Your house is worth whatever it's worth, right? Whoever sells it. Uh, uh, wrong. I'm Charlie. Welcome to Moving Home with Charlie, and thank you for coming. Charlie Landing grew up in Sussex, is the founder of Best Agent and presenter of Moving Home with Charlie. If you want to find one of these guys, look out for those compassionate professionals. All estate agents are not the same. So, Charlie, what would be your advice for people interested in buying new builds right now? Don't overpay. Do buy, but don't overpay. That's why I say disregard the guff. Read into the numbers and look, and it's buried. The bad news is buried in the small print, Okay. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Property Press Awards. They may or may not be telling the truth. But you should form your own view. Get out and view. Get out and view. Get out and view. You cannot be in a position to make offers and have the an offers accepted if you're not viewing. So be out there viewing. pre Pref- uh. <laughs> Pay attention to the back of the class if you've not been watching my videos. I did one just a couple of days ago. Disregard the guff, guys. Evening, everybody. This is an unscheduled, unprompted live stream, especially for anyone who is trying to sell or needs to sell their property. Not someone who's thinking of selling or would like to sell, but someone who needs to sell. And the thing that's prompted me to do this is the number of messages I'm now getting from very worried sellers or owners of people of properties who have realized that when their fixed rate comes to an end, they've got no chance of being able to afford what the new mortgage rate is going to be. Some of them, not all of them. Um, and that they are likely to be in negative equity if they wait much longer. And so they're facing this horrible situation of, well, we've got to sell our house as soon as we can, because if we don't, we won't be able to sell it once in negative equity and we won't be able to afford it either. Um, But how do we sell in this falling market? And also, where do we go and live? Because rent's really expensive too. And I don't have an answer to that. But all I'm here to do in this video is to try, and, and if you're watching this live, I want you to, if you're a seller, please put your questions in, in the live chat, okay? I'm going to just take my time to start from scratch. I'm going to assume you haven't seen any of my videos about choosing estate agents uh, or selling and the most important things when selling your home. And I'm just going to take it from the top as if i just met you sitting in the pub, sitting down, having a chat, and you're worried because you need to sell, all right? Maybe you need to sell your home, maybe you need to sell a second home, maybe you need to sell a buy-to-let property, whatever it is. But I'm assuming that you, watching this video, are someone who is worried about what happens if you don't sell or can't sell. Now, we've got several things to go through here, and and I'll go through all the questions. Um, If you've got questions, if you're a seller watching this with questions, please, if you're watching live, put the word question in the live chat. Um, if you're watching this afterwards, when it's um, after it's live, put your question in the comments, and please put question at the start of your comment in the comments, and I will endeavour to answer as many as I can, because the number of people falling into this category is going up on a daily basis. Um, the first thing is this. Anything that you're selling be a house or a car or something on eBay or something in an auction or whatever you're selling, has its own market. And by that, I mean it has, if you can find them, a number of people who are prepared to pay a certain price for the property. And it will never be worth more than the most. One of those buyers is prepared to pay for it and can pay for it. And with a house you are two thirds of the time likely to be selling to a buyer who's got to get a mortgage. And therefore, the amount they can afford to pay will be limited by the mortgage lender's valuation of the property and how much they can borrow on their mortgage and what their deposit is. So if you are, again, I I, I can't help you if you're the kind of seller that thinks that you know what your property is worth. Nobody knows what their property is worth until you've got competing bidders. And only then do you know what your property is worth. You don't know what your property is worth. agents don't know what your property is worth. Even chartered surveyors are guessing to an extent what your property is worth, especially in a market moving as fast as this one. Because as one analyst went on uh, on Twitter, I saw on Twitter today, saying he's expecting 10% year-on-year house price declines, which means you're losing nearly 1% a month. Work out what that is, Right. And now to factor into the fact that it takes currently five months from when you've had an offer accepted, when you've accepted an offer on the house you're selling, until exchange. And if prices are falling at 1% a month, which is roughly what I think they are falling at on average right now, um, you know, what are the chances of that deal holding together? What is it still going to be worth the same five months later as you think it is today? Get it out of your head that you think you know what your property is worth. It doesn't matter what you paid for it. It doesn't matter when you paid that for it. It doesn't matter what you spent doing up your kitchen. It doesn't matter how much you spent putting in new windows. It doesn't matter what you spent repairing the roof. None of that automatically makes it worth any more. <coughs> okay, if you disagree with me, I can't help you. Just good luck. But if you are being open-minded and you're keen and need to sell, please take what I'm saying at face value. Okay, so point number one, accept the fact that there is a market price for your home, that nobody knows what it is. And the job, your job now, if you need to sell, is to find the best individual human being agent, not a brand, the best person to sell your home. And by that, I mean the person who's going to get you the competing, funded, proceedable buyers the quickest. In this market, having a buyer that says, oh yeah, I've got to sell my house 1st not on the market yet. Forget it. Forget it. There's <laughs> just no chance, right? You want either a cash buyer or a very, very well-prepared first-time buyer or, or second-time buyer, whatever it might be, okay? And your job, and what I'm going to talk most about in this video, is making sure that you choose an agent that actually understands what you need and commits to getting you what you need. So if you're someone who thinks all agents are the same, that's the first thing you've got to stop thinking. You must disavow yourself of that mistaken view. I can promise you, having had estate agents as clients for over 20 years, having had best friends who are estate agents, and I was even a girlfriend of an estate agent going way back 30 years, I can promise you, and I know hundreds of them personally, and I've dealt with thousands of them over the last 20 years, no two estate agents are the same. Okay? Trust me, no two estate agents are the same. There are very, very few people out there who've had more individual business dealings with estate agents of different kinds all over the country than I have in the last 20 years, truly. So do not think that all estate agents are the same. Many of them carry out the same bad practices, but that's not the same as saying all estate agents are the same. They are not. So number one, understand they're not all the same. And therefore, your job is to find the one that's best suited to you and your circumstances. That is your critical task, and you must approach that task as though your future depends on it, because it does. Try to imagine the difference between getting your property sold quickly for whatever is the best available price, or sitting here six months from now still with no offers. Right? It is a life-changing decision when you're choosing your agent, if you get it right compared to getting it wrong, okay? Now, it is true, it is true to say that the kind of agents that are good enough to get your property sold in this difficult market are in the extreme minority. My estimate is on average 15% of estate agents are actually good enough to do the job to the best of its ability. Okay, these are the guys who understand how much work is involved to set. Excuse me, to set things up right, so you get your property sold as fast as possible for the for the best price available. There are so many agents who, even though a lot of them are nice people, just a bit clueless about. They they think they know what they're doing, but they don't actually understand how to add value to the process and, and to improve the chance of getting you sold. I've seen the best, I've seen the worst, I've seen everything in between. Okay, now the second fact that I want you to remember if you need to sell, or maybe you've been on with an agent for a while, they haven't sold, and you want to change agent, and you're about to choose an agent for a second time. The second thing I want you to remember is this. In my 25 years of dealing with estate agents, because I was dealing with them for five years before I became a supplier to them, the one thing that I've learned is more important to the success of a sale of a property than. Any other factor, there's a long list of factors, but this one is more important, is how good the quality of your relationship with your agent is. How high functioning is that relationship? Are you going to work together? Do you trust them? Are they a professional? Have they listened to you? So it's a two-way thing, and it requires two things. Number one, a really intelligent, switched-on agent who knows how to listen rather than just yabber all the time. And number two, a reasonable seller who is intelligent enough to understand that once you've chosen your agent, what you don't do is battle them overhead with unreasonable demands. You work with them. You support them. You are a team until your property is sold. You and the agent of your choice are a team embarking on an uncertain gauntlet to try and get the property sold. Your interests are aligned if you find the right one, okay? Okay. Because you both need the move to happen. You need your household, they would like to get paid for their service. And that will only happen if they get you a sale that you're happy with. Okay? So don't do what some sellers do, which is so stupid. I've seen it. They just they're just rude and patronizing and condescending and offensive to their agent. If you're gonna hire someone to do a job for you, don't poke them in the eye and expect them to want to do a good job for you. It's just stupid. If you need an estate agent, get one that you like enough and want to work with and trust and believe in them, so that actually you have a high-functioning relationship. Why is that important? Because you're going to encounter difficulties along the way, especially in this market. And when you do, you're going to need to have an open dialogue with each other that works so you can make a decision about what to do next. Okay? So number one, all estate agents are not the same. And number two, the most important thing is the quality and level of function of your working relationship with your estate agent. Okay? Okay? If you listen to these things and follow this advice, I promise you, you will get the best possible result. If you think I'm wrong about this and think you know better, you are going to crash and burn in this market. I'm seeing it even with people that I know and love who who hear what I'm saying but think they know better. Okay? So that's point number two. Now, point number three, which is just as important as numbers one and two, is that... um, you mustn't. No matter what happens, under no circumstances sign a long-term sole agency agreement with an agent that you choose. Okay? Do not do it. There are plenty of agents who will take your business on without a 26-week or a 20-week or even a 16-week or a 12-week agreement. The ma- if it was me, I'd say I'm going to give you four weeks plus two weeks rolling notice. Those are my terms. If you don't like them, don't worry. I'll find an agent that does. And the kind of agents I'm talking about will be totally fine with reasonable terms like that. The ones that don't accept it and want to lock you into long-term, co- long-term contract only want to do that to lock you into them when they can't sell your property to stop you going to another agent after they've invested time in you, okay? Do not do it. Do not do it. It's the biggest mistake you can possibly make when choosing an agent. If you, if the agent that you find and like that's, that's working well for you in terms of you think you can work with that person, works at a company where they say, I'm really sorry, it's policy, we have to have this this 16, 20, 25-week agreement. You can say to them, well, please talk to whoever you need to talk to to see if we can negotiate on that, because if we can't, then I can't go with you. Simple as that. So that's point number three. Um, And point number four is this, and it's so important. And if you get the right agent, they will take care of this for you, okay? They will make sure you don't make this mistake. Point number four is... Set your asking price. Once you've done the preparation and everything else, we're we'll not going to that in this, in the, in this, in this video. Your, your photographs need to be first rate, better than any other similar property. The quality of the marketing, the tidiness of your home, the presentation of your home, all of these things improve the chances of getting it sold quickly. Okay, But assuming that the quality of your marketing is as good as you can afford it to be, the final thing is to get the asking price right the lower your asking price, the more inquiries you get. The more inquiries you get, the more viewings you get, the more viewings you get, the more competing bidders you get. And that's the only way to get a high price. So you want to get a price that even in this market, people look at it and think, that's a great price. And then you'll get higher than that price because buyers will realize that's a very good price in this market. And if they come out and view it and like it, they're going to bid up against each other. And that is how you find out what your house is worth today in this market. Now. Um, I've got to go sooner than I thought. Someone's just turned up I'm supposed to be having dinner with. So um, allow me to just take any quick questions from – from. Uh, do we have any sellers here with questions? Um, multi-beast, what on earth makes you think I've never bought a property? I've bought loads of properties. If there's a few of you saying that. Poof, and it doesn't change what I'm saying anyway. Oh, honestly, I, it really, really, really winds me up how unintelligent some of these kind of comments are. Where on earth do you get that information from, multi-beast? Listen, Charlie, you've never bought yourself. Those who can't do, teach. Idiot. Sorry, idiot. Stupid thing to say. Um, I have bought lots of times. I bought my first property in 1995. Those of you who've been watching this, property, uh, this, this channel long enough will know that. So... um And I've never discussed what I own with anyone. So don't jump to any conclusions because none of you know, okay? So just don't be... Idiot, idiot. Right. um, Matthew, I've got two comments here I want to share. Matthew Cockrell says, accepted an offer to sell my flat last week. Lost 10% since buying in 2020. Ouch, 10% below 2020 prices, right? Um, Moving home and parents. So Matthew, I've got a question for you there. Um... Did you buy it? Was it a new build? Was it a help to buy? Was it a frap with leasehold problems? How come you've had taken such a hit on the price? Um. Um, actually guys, I'm sorry. I've got a coach. Oh, there is one question here. Where's a question? Um, Abigail Smith in Edinburgh says, We have a low interest-only mortgage of th- for three more years in Edinburgh. Should we sell before the market goes lower? Okay. You've got to form an opinion on whether or not you think prices of properties in Edinburgh, your type of property, will be higher or lower than now. If you think they're going to be higher than now, um, then you're not at risk. If you think they're going to be lower than now, then you are at risk and you should sell sooner rather than later. Um, A lot of people are going to wait and wish they hadn't waited, okay? Okay. I can't tell you for certain what's going to happen in Edinburgh. I understand from something I saw last week, Edinburgh prices are falling very sharp at the moment. Down 16% year on year was what I read. Haven't confirmed it myself, but that's, that's what I've heard. Um, um, but, but, but any other questions, guys? Otherwise, I'm going to knock it on the head. I just wanted to get that out there for sellers, any sellers watching. Um, otherwise, I will see you tomorrow on Five Fact Friday. Thanks, guys. Have a great evening. Bye bye.